welcome in to Game 6 pregame of the PHNX D-backs podcast right here on PHNX. Sorry, I got to do the drum solo. My name is Derek Montia. Of course, I am your mayor of the PHNX office. I'm also mayor of the postseason. This man over here, uh, he's my temporary vice mayor. He's the hot tag, and he's the one and only Patrick Lyons from DNVR. Ski, Derek. A ski to you, Patrick, and a ski to you all. Ski to you, Damon, behind the Mac. Uh, and I ski to the Arizona Diamondbacks because today is a big, big game for them historically. One of the biggest wow. games in franchise history. Uh, if this is it, please let me know is what I have to say. <laughs> but uh, I mean, the Arizona Diamondbacks face elimination for the first time in the postseason this season or uh, this year. And here we are. The Arizona Diamondbacks have a chance to pull off the improbable task of winning two games. Uh, at Citizens Bank Park, which is not very easy, and uh, advancing to the World Series. But it's one game at a time. One game at a time. One inning Nine at innings. a time. Anything can happen, one at absolutely. at a time. Yeah, we need to just uh, uh, take this thing a little bit uh, slower, right? Slow things down. We do have Merrill Kelly on the mound. That's a good That's a good thing. Patrick is wearing a shirt underneath his This goes along with what hoodie. we were talking about right before we went live it's as true. well. It's true. It's true. Yeah. There's been a whole lot of chess talk yeah. going on I on mean, this set. Yeah, I, I, you saw the other night. I was unhinged. I had a shirt that had pop-off buttons. I showed Damon my chest several times uh, because this team has made me do maniacal things. This is a, an unlikely playoff run, and I just want to say this. I know that before we play this game, a lot of people are, uh, you know, a, a lot is riding on this. If Diamondbacks don't advance, it's definitely going to make a lot of people sad, but I just want to... I want everybody to hold their heads high regardless of the outcome today because this is still an incredible thing this team has done and we are here now uh you know again facing elimination but if you ask me uh who i wanted on the mound merrill kelly would be the guy you know i think that you could say a lot about zach gallon we know zach gallon has had his ups and downs this year but merrill has been the guy for this team it's just the offense the offense is what I'm worried about tonight and what the offense can do against Aaron Nola, who was really, really good against this team and in the playoffs so far. Yeah, the mainstay's got to show up. I mean, we said at the beginning of this series, the recipe is you have to win at least three of the four games started by Zach Allen and Merrill Kelly. And they are 0 for 3 right yeah. now. They obviously have to win this yeah. one to keep going. That's such a but good they point. could potentially win one of four mm. and win this series. Teams trailing 3-2, like the Diamondbacks are going into today's game. Will win game six in a seven-game series 55.9% of the time. Oof. And in the league championship series, 12 of 19 times. So historically speaking, this I mean, is, we're going to be back here tomorrow. Do yeah. the same thing again, brother. Which is interesting <laughs> because I feel like that goes more with the course of the home teams winning and then the away team or, you know, you get those first two games yeah. under your belt uh, and then you're down three, two, but then you have two more games at home. Uh, it would have been critical for the Diamondbacks to win game five. And I don't know how they're going to come back from that kind of loss. I did feel like it was a bit demoralizing. And then also you have uh, traveling to Philadelphia playing in a hostile environment and playing once again, a very, very good pitcher and a team that's very hot. But uh, let's take a look at the updated playoff bracket because it just, uh, I don't, I don't want to get, I don't want to start being negative here, but this might be the last time we see the Diamondbacks still actively on the playoff bracket. So uh, at least playing games. So uh, I think that this uh, is doable. I don't think it's, uh, I don't think the Diamondbacks have no chance. And I think that's the thing that a lot of people 
who aren't Diamondbacks fans might think that they don't have a chance here in this series, that playing two games at, at Citizens Bank Park is too difficult. But, I mean, they're alive, and they have a chance. And I will say that uh, Brandon Fott, obviously, is very encouraging the way he pitched in his last performance to be the guy that starts in Game 7. I would not have been. I, I would not have said that. I would not have said anything close to that when we started this postseason run. So Brandon Fott has done an excellent job. Merrill Kelly is a guy that I absolutely would have wanted in that Game Seven scenario. So considering the Diamondbacks are facing elimination tonight, he's again the one that I feel like I am most thankful is in the spot. But the offense, they they just need to figure out a way to get it done. And I know that Tory talked about being aggressive. He talked about yeah. their base running, that they're going to be aggressive. Um, but he also talked about not flying across the country uh, <laughs> to get their butts kicked. Do we have that clip? Oh, we do not have that clip. Okay. Well, right. I'll, I'll say this about um, being a lot more aggressive. It's going to be easier for them to do it against Aaron Nola than, than Zach Wheeler. Wheeler just does yeah. not allow stolen bases. Obviously, you know, he does change up. His, uh, his his release time, like going to the plate with a slide step, which is something that's incredibly hard to do. It sounds like such a simple thing, but if you're not a really good pitcher like uh, Zach Wheeler or Aaron Nola, it can be really hard to do that because you have a rhythm that you are trying to get in. You're still trying to throw a strike. So imagine trying to throw a strike, but you're doing something differently than you would typically when there's a guy on base. So I think they'll have that opportunity to do that a little bit more today, and they're going to have to do that. And they're going to have to continue to do it. That's the thing. Is it first guy out to shoot if it's Corbin Carroll gets maybe a bad jump on the righty Nola and he gets thrown out, you still have to stick with that game plan. You, next time he's on base or the next time someone else is on base that has a little bit of speed, you still have to go and take advantage of those opportunities because this could be another one of those low-scoring games where Nola doesn't give up much, hopefully Merrill Kelly doesn't give up much, and then it, it's just a matter of getting yourself in scoring position and a walk, reach on an error, steal second base, and all of a sudden that's basically a double. All you need is yeah. a single. All you need or two sacrifices. And that's and that's what and they've that's done all year. They've also had, had time, at times have struggled when they do get that guy on in a runner score in in scoring position, uh, and then and no outs and can't bring him home. Like that's been actually uh, a frustrating uh, scenario that we've seen from the Diamondbacks quite a bit. Solario says Wheeler was in my nightmare. Dude's a beast. <laughs> Same. I absolutely have a nightmare about uh, Zach Wheeler striking me out twenty seven times. Clint I Baker wish. said if we can start fast uh, and quiet the crowd, we have a chance. That's it. I mean, I will say that about uh, like one thing about Phillies fans that I really respect is that they, they, they understand the situation, right? So they're not like they go they, hard, they, they go hard, but like, you know, when their team is down or like, you know, in certain scenarios, you see them reacting uh, as uh, you know, as, as they should. And so we've seen times in the series where the diamondbacks were able to quiet that crowd a bit, but those home runs that they, you know, gave up. It's like every time they just got them pumped right back up to where they were at. They, they, they have no problem getting back to that level. But uh, we do also have a super chat. I believe that I ignored. I uh, did want to say thank you to Brandon Buckingham. He said Phillies fans are so damn cocky today. It's going to be awesome when we win the next two. Love Ooh, the attitude. Love the confidence. Diamondbacks Brandon. could. Diamondbacks could get a little bit of that confidence. You see, uh, Chris is trying to submit mailbag Monday questions in the chat, and as if <laughs> as if we don't have a short enough time frame, Chris. Uh, Chris wants to know. No, we're not doing that yet. We'll come back to that. Mailbag Monday is is it's always Mailbag Monday on Monday, but we'll get to that shortly. But <laughs> before we do, of course, we did want to talk about Merrill Kelly and Aaron Nola and mm -hmm. take a look at the pitching comparison before between these two pitchers because again, uh, this is these this is the guy. These this is who you want on the mound for the Arizona Diamondbacks and 
Aaron Nola was very good in game two facing off against Merrill Kelly. Uh, but of course, I feel like he is a better option, like you said, than Zach Wheeler, who was a Cy Young candidate for most of the year. Uh, Nola, uh, Nola had a 4.46 ERA with a 1.15 whip and 202 strikeouts. Merrill Kelly had a 3.29 ERA this season with a 1.19 whip and a, 187 strikeouts himself. Uh, and again, uh, like... I don't know. I don't know how Brandon Fott became the guy in in a lot of our minds that we wanted to see in big game situations. But uh, Merrill Kelly is the guy that most of us would have wanted to be in this exact spot with the Diamondbacks facing elimination uh, in the postseason right. at any point. Uh, I think during the season. Yeah, the the numbers again for some of the Phillies against Merrill Kelly are favorable. It's Riamuto, and then you know you hate to hear that it's Schwarber and Turner with with some. Uh, pretty good success. Harper, not as much. Uh, one for five with a walk. Hasn't struck out against Merrill Kelly uh, during the regular season, at least. So minimizing that kind of damage, I think, is just going to be critical and and keeping his team in the game because it's about winning. That's that's the thing that you know, pitchers at, at Coors Field have to deal with. It's being better than the other pitcher, not not giving up runs, yeah. not, not posting you know a bunch of goose eggs. That's virtually impossible at Coors Field. But Kelly here is going to get boosted a little bit by you know, the Diamondbacks offense. They they get to get they go up to the plate first, and that's a that's a critical piece that was obviously in their advantage in LA during the division series. It was critical in Milwaukee as well. So getting out there, scoring an early run is going to be big, and then Kelly really minimizing any damage if it does come uh, with Real Muto. Turner or Schwarber at the plate. We've been blaming the offense quite a bit for their lack of production in this series. But again, you just got to have to got to tip your cap to what Zach Wheeler and Aaron Nola have done so far yeah. in the playoffs and in this series. And I think that's the bigger concern is, uh, you know, getting your offense that kind of was stifled uh, in the last game back on track against another very, very good pitcher that the Phillies have to put out there. Uh, things, yeah. I mean, I won't. I won't lie. Things aren't. Things aren't super positive for me hmm. personally. They've but been better. They've been better. But I'm going to make a bet that hopefully puts all the bad juju on the Phillies Ooh. later tonight and wins me zero money. But uh, before we get there, I do want to uh, thank you guys all for being here. Of course, in the PHNX Sports YouTube channel. If you haven't subscribed to the channel yet, make sure to do so now. Sign up for notifications. That way, you don't miss when any of these wonderful shows that we have been putting on for you uh, go live. You'll get all of our content that way. Uh, also, leave us a thumbs up. That just means you like us. And if you like us, give <laughs> us a thumbs up. If you're listening on the audio podcasting side, leave us a positive review. We always appreciate those five-star reviews and appreciate your feedback. And make sure you're subscribed over there as well. Also, grab the shirt of a dangerous team. Uh, uh, it's, a, it's a connected team. And a connected team is a fucking dangerous team. So get the official shirt of a dangerous team over at the PHNX Locker. It's a beautiful shirt. You can get that now. Uh, PHNXLocker.com. Of course, if you are a diehard, you will get 20% off that purchase. If you are not a diehard, you can join us today. And one of the benefits of joining us and getting that new diehard membership is getting your free t-shirt every single year. Uh, and like Patrick said on the DNVR show, this thing pays for itself. It really does. Mm -hmm. Get your free shirt. You get 20% off all future purchases. You get all sorts of benefits from our partners, including a $50 gift certificate for Mountain Mike's Pizza uh, and so much more. You get access to our members-only Discord lounge, which is the best place to be an Arizona sports fan. So our Mac is singing terribly, and I can't even, like, I can't even think because her singing is so awful. It's, and it's she won't penetrated stop. my brain. And, and she I, won't I, stop. I can't, I can't talk. Uh, but anyway, uh, that's another benefit. You can come hang out with us here and listen to Max Terrible Singing. Uh, also, get yourself all sorts of wonderful discounts with our partners. Uh, and Jesse's, all of Jesse's content. Do not miss out on Jesse's uh, version of his mailbag, which he stole from us on this show when he used to be a part of it. Uh, but speaking of that, speaking of that, it's Monday. And oh. 
no matter what happens uh-huh. in this series, yeah, every year is still our year. That's the way it works on this show. Okay. Every goddamn year is our year, Patrick. Right. Every month is Hispanic Heritage Month. Mm. Every month is also Black Women's History Month. Pride Month? Pride Month. Every month Gotta is be. Pride Month on this show. Gotta be, Every yeah. month is Pride Month. We don't have a night. We have Pride Month all the time. Uh, we also uh, celebrate Shark Week every single week because every week on this show is Shark Week. Every day is Earth Day. And every Monday, no matter if it's the playoffs or not, we go to the mailbag. Damon, let's go! Always something interesting in my mailbox. I try to get to everything in my mailbox. And then once in a while, there's a letter that makes me go, wow, wow, my mailbox. Always we definitely don't have enough time for all this dancing and stuff, but let's go, Damon. Let's go. We got we got we got games to watch. Brian Abdallah asked, what will it take for the D-backs to play aggressive on the bases today? Uh, I think knowing that their back is against the wall. I think knowing that their identity was based in being aggressive on the base path. And I mean, I've even seen it in times where we wanted them to run and get those extra runs in. And they kind of hesitated at third base and stuff like, uh, you know, I will, I will give the Phillies their credit. They're playing some amazing defense so far in this game, which has really prevented the diamondbacks from being aggressive on the base path. But I feel like you got to pull out all the stops. You got it. I mean, Rob Thompson said, uh, talking about the, the game five double steal, uh, with Stott going to second, Harper stealing home. They were being aggressive because they were just trying yeah. to force the defense into something. Exactly. Like, see, just exactly. try to make something happen. Exactly. And if it doesn't, Live so with be the it. results. Live with the results. You live with it. And, yeah. I, and I think for a Phillies team, that is notably not good defensively. Yeah. You know, maybe maybe average, uh, below average in some areas. Maybe they're taking it too them. easy. Yeah, they're taking yeah. it too easy on them, right? Make them make those big mistakes, and that can lead to more runs scoring or... Their confidence, is, their confidence has to be really high because yeah. they haven't. I don't even know that there's been an error by the Phillies during this series. I don't Maybe so. one, uh, inconsequential if any, yeah. but but their defense has been strong. You know, they haven't gotten a ton of opportunities. D-backs have been putting the ball in play. It's not like they're striking out every single at bat, yeah. but even still, you know, a couple more you know, balls to the opposite way to advance a runner. Those kind of little things will go a long way in game six. They had eight hits in game five, and yeah. it really didn't feel like they had eight hits in no, game it didn't. five. So, it did not. Uh, they need to figure out a way to to connect that the connect those the base running connect some more hits some key hits and bring those runs in because uh the Phillies you know they're going to score runs like we said you're not going to get away with too many victories scoring two runs against the Philadelphia Phillies so got to got to get that back up what else we got Damon our guy Kevin Simeon K Simeon 7 on Twitter asks what are the chances Walker is pushed back in the lineup and bats 6th or 7th also is an opener a legitimate option to start this game for our D-backs I'll say that it doesn't matter who it is out there. Merrill Kelly's that gallon at this point. The bullpen is ready to roll, and I think that if Merrill, if Merrill has struggles, if he has issues, he's not going to last very long in this game. I think no. even if he gives up too many hard hit balls, even if they're caught or whatever, if Tory starts seeing it go in that direction, I think he's going to pivot and go to the bullpen. I just I don't know how early that's going to be, and I don't know, uh, you know, again uh, his. How fast he's going to do that with Merrill out there? And the bullpen's well rested. Uh, a lot of those guys that went on back-to-back days in games three and four, we didn't see in game five. So they had off on Saturday and they had off on Sunday. So you're right; they have to actually, you know, they have to go hard on that. Uh, going to the bullpen if they need it. Walker's still batting fifth tonight. Yeah, we same still, lineup yeah, that we've we seen. There. Yeah, same lineup we've seen the entire postseason. Fam is back in there, uh, batting fifth. 
at DH, uh, yeah. but that still does mean that Thomas is uh, playing center field. He's betting seventh now instead of eighth. Yeah, uh, but, so Longoria drops. But yeah, with Christian Walker struggling, they're they're not relenting on him being in that spot. And I think the idea here is that they know what Christian Walker is capable of, and they 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 need him to wake up. To be honest, because he's such a huge part of driving those runs in, especially with Carolyn Marte's ability in the postseason so far to get on base. Carroll hasn't been as good in this NLCS, but. Uh, he's another guy that needs to figure out a way to to put it together and help who, contribute to this team. Who else bats cleanup? If not Walker. Gabby I mean, Moreno. Gabby Moreno. Then who bats third? Who's getting on base ahead of Moreno? Like, ultimately, the the best hitter on on teams. You Perdomo? know, we're, we're, we're we're starting to see this. I mean, I, I actually would be kind of okay with that. <laughs> figure something out, but That's this crazy. has been the recipe, and it's like, yeah, what's more likely, tinkering a little bit to try to make something happen, or sticking yeah. with the guys that get you? I think it is a which, fair fair discussion. Which is wild because Tori has been kind of he he's never really stuck to a lineup. That's been kind of part of yeah. his managerial style is to kind of switch things up and move things around. And, you know, so far we're seeing him stick with a fairly consistent lineup. Yeah, Jansen asking if it's Longoria or Rivera. It's going to be Longoria. Longoria so at third, It's the yeah. same same guys that you've been seeing pretty much the entire postseason. Yeah. All right, well, else we got, Damon? Next question comes from Jacob Schultz. Uh, Jacob asks, is Zach an ace or is he a number two starter? Oh, wow, this is a very existential question. Can you – can you uh, – Wait to get back to this uh, question that came in the mail during the offseason to yeah, try to figure that out. Because here's the one. thing. Clayton Kershaw, you would say, is an ace. But if you look at his postseason performance this year and a few other years, you're going, well, this guy can't possibly. It's a, it's a different season. It's all, all together. Like Nathan Evaldi, I don't know that I necessarily call an ace. But when it comes to the postseason, he is an ace. It that That's a hard question to find. I, I, think, I think he's pretty much it's viewed big- around the league as... Yeah. You know, the Diamondbacks ace, and he is really one of those elite, you know, pitchers. If you go back and look the last four seasons, there haven't been too many guys that have been that much better than I, him. I, I I think he's <laughs> Michael literally just like stole the words out of my mouth. I think he's gas. Yeah. I think he's gas. I think it's been a long season. I think they relied on him and Merrill Kelly a bunch down the stretch. I think Merrill Kelly at least got uh, at least some time off due to the blood clot issue yet. I mean, mm. it's not the best reason to have time off, but at least he got some time off that was unexpected and at least gives him a little bit more. Zach Allen's been pitching consistently. He's been healthy and he's been putting in the work to get the Diamondbacks to this point in, in the playoffs. But I don't know. I mean, he's still a young guy. This is his first playoff experience. So I say lay off him, lay off him. That's what I say. I also think it's hilarious that in one of the postseason interviews he gave prior to this series with the Phillies, he discussed picking Clayton Kershaw's brain during the series versus the Dodgers and now this is happening. And those two things can't be coincidental. Yeah, There's what, no way. what exactly no did way. he pick yeah. out of what their, did he say to the him? wrong spot? Yeah, what did you do? You broke him. Clayton if, if you're not sure he's an ace, uh, wait to see what happens in two years from now when he goes into free agency and see how much money he makes. And then, then we'll go ahead and, yeah. and address this again. Yeah, that's for sure. Yeah, that's definitely a big offseason question. But hope we cap that enough for you in this short period of time. What else we got, Damon? We're rapid firing going. Uh, Aaron Hughes, who has had the best postseason? Alec? Gabby, Ooh. Marte, fought hard to argue against any of them. Absolutely hard to argue against any Ooh. of them. I mean, Brandon fought did something historic. Cattell Marte did something historic. Gabby Moreno has been an absolute beast. And Alec Thomas is a legend based on what these guys have done so far. I think Gabby, for me, it's not surprising because Gabby Moreno has been doing it consistently for this team and has been a huge part of why they're here and while they're while they're having success in the playoffs. Cattell Marte, again, super consistent, 
Mr. Consistency at times for this team doing something a bit historic. I, I think uh, for me, it would probably be Brandon fought because it's the biggest surprise of that group, right? Alec Thomas has had some key moments and those have been special for this team. And it's hard not to acknowledge that, but you kind of expect that at times of postseason. We've talked about that a ton about the, the unlikely hero that steps up in the postseason and has those big hits. Brandon fought doing what he has done so far in this uh, postseason has been fairly impressive. And I know he kind of didn't have the greatest start in, in Milwaukee, but outside of that, he has just been literally one of the best pitchers in, 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 in the postseason. It's crazy to think that if they can win these two games and go to the world series, we might see a different four names on that. Hey, who's been the key to the yeah. postseason? Cause yeah, it's it that's be. at least six more games going forward. But for me, yeah, I think it's between Moreno and, and Marte, uh, Marte, a little more consistent Moreno, offering a little bit more pop in, in big spots. But yeah. Marte does lead the team this yeah. postseason in OPS. So for me, I, it would just have to be his consistency in Gabby. doing it at the top of the lineup too. And what he does behind the dish for this team has been incredible yeah. as well. Uh, what else we got? Uh, piece of Yoshi who added hashtag fire Damon <gasps> to his Damn. Twitter handle here. Yoshi, you know we... what Yoshi's last name is? Yo, his full name, Yoshi Stubbs, because clearly yeah. he's got to be related yeah, to Garrett Stubbs if you're taking shots yeah, at our, that's our boy. That's for Danny. sure. That is for sure. Um, let's see here. If we win, was it because I listened to him or I'm listening to Merrill Kelly's walk-up song all day? Yes. No. Not Nothing you do is impacting this team. Um, and then he says, if we lose, who's more to blame? The aces, the offense, Derek for saying D-backs in five on the PHLY show, Ooh. or Damon and Sean for calling Schwerber fat. Is he is he skinny? That's my question. Okay. He could be in the middle. I also, mean, incidentally, so th th maybe this is too <laughs> off base. Derek, do pitchers have walk-up music or do they have walk-out music? Got him. I think you got him. I mean, I'm not trying to get anybody, him. but you know, I mean, you do you walk add, up a mound. You want to add hashtag fire different. Patrick to your funny little Twitter time? You do, you do ascend the bump. Yeah. So I guess maybe you are walking up the mound, but yeah. I think of more as walking out, no? Yeah, no, you might be right there. You might be right. <laughs> um, all right, let's see. Uh, honestly, though, uh, if, we're, if we're discussing who is to blame, I, I, would have to, I would have to say the offense. Right. I mean, the offense has completely yeah. disappeared in several games. And, 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 you know, you just can't expect the D back starting pitching to hold this off, this Phillies offense scoreless. You just can't expect that. In, in fact, it was impressive the one game they were able to do it that the only run they were able to score was on a wild pitch. So I, I think you're asking for too much there when it comes to uh, blaming this on the pitching staff. But don't get me wrong. I blame Gallon. Gallon, Gallon definitely has been a disappointment in this series. I'm sure he would be the first one to say that for sure. Yeah, he, he's probably towards the top of the list. You can't blame the bullpen in any capacity. The offense as a whole can't sure really, has has been a little disappointing. I mean, I don't... I don't there's there's some guys there's a, on the offense that have disappeared, including Corbin Carroll and Christian Walker. Who I don't, was I don't think there's a ton of blame on, on Torrey necessarily. Because again, you, you just look in, at the results and you go, I mean, this might be what you would have expected. You yeah. know, you, you're still able to get two wins out of it. But when you kind of play as expected as a whole, it is hard to blame people. But you do look and go, hmm... If you could have gotten one win yeah. out of Zach Allen's two starts, I'll tell you. it's now 3-2 in, in favor of the Diamondbacks. And we're, we're talking about them possibly going to the World Series in the next, oh, I don't know, five hours. Yeah, and you got you to tip your cap to that Phillies team because, again, the Diamondbacks have at least put up a better fight than, like, the Braves did. So, I mean, so far, uh, the Diamondbacks are, are you know, trying their best. But uh, this Phillies team is a very, very good team. Mm -hmm. And they... 
uh, again, it's it's it, we're gonna you know if, if it doesn't go the Diamondbacks' way, we're gonna you know find things that they did wrong. But just like with the pitching, there comes a point where you have to acknowledge how good Zach Wheeler has been. There's got to be a point where you acknowledge that Aaron Nola. Uh, is the one that's causing this offense to not be good, not the fact that this offense is just in a slump. Uh, because I do remember a time not too long ago in this very postseason run that they hit four home runs in yeah. an inning. So didn't seem like there was anything wrong with the offense. And you acknowledge time. Schwarber, and you acknowledge Turner, and Real Muto, and yeah. Harper. Like they've just got they've got a lot of big. big Kyle Schwarber dudes. might be the tribal chief. Those have been those have been the only guys really <laughs> that have done it too. Like you look. Castellanos has been really quiet. Yeah. Stott, you know, a lot more quieter than yeah. than the previous rounds. Chris brings up a good point. Marte's defense and a few noodle arms Saturday. Yeah, that definitely didn't help. And Marte's defense definitely came into play a couple of times, including uh, aiding and laying Gabby out for sure. But uh, we got one more question in the mailbag, and that comes from Bold as Bronze. And he asks a question I'm sure that's too complex uh, for us to even address right now. But he says, will ownership and the front office actually address our glaring holes at third base DH and starting pitching next season. They have to. Yeah. They have to. They can't not believe in this team. It's okay for the guy that's been asking us to fire Tory all season long to not believe in this team. It's okay for some of the sad sacks that have constantly been trying to uh, protect their own feelings and not really believe in a team that they didn't want to break their heart. But the front office and Mike Hazen and everybody involved with this organization needs to see the potential in this team. They need to understand the key pieces that they have that are under team control, that it's very cheap for a very long time for this team. That's not going to cost them a lot of money to have a lot of these guys on this roster for years to come. So they need to bring them help. They need to add to them. And they don't need to go out and spend the most money on the most high-priced free agents, Mm -hmm. but they need to bring in guys that are capable of fixing these issues that they have. You know, third base is a big problem. The, The carousel that they've had to try to, you know, fill that role has been noticeable starting pitching they are lucky that they got into the playoffs with the way that they had to patch together a starting rotation for the last two months of this season and that is something that they can't allow to happen again considering how close this team right now is to a world series they have to continue to build on this and if if they don't then I can completely understand the fans ire I know you go through that with this Colorado Rockies team where it seems like no matter how full that stadium is the ownership in the front office just don't want to go out there and and spend the big money on team or players. And when they do, it's something like Chris Bryant, where it seems like, you know, it's it's spending a lot of money on a guy that isn't fixing the main issue that the team mm-hmm. is currently having. Yeah, you have to you have to spend the money wisely. And, you know, the the Rockies definitely have, have had troubles with that, right? Yeah. They've only signed two players over seventy million dollars. Uh, in, in their franchise history. And the other one besides Chris Bryant was Mike Hampton, which people would be surprised to to hear about. And so they, they like giving their, they like, they like spending some money, but they just resign and extend God their own guys. Yeah. So it's not necessarily getting free agents. It's interesting that uh, looking at on fan graphs, there's already $132 million looking uh, like it's being projected for next year's mm-hmm. payroll, which yeah. I think is an increase over this year by a decent by amount. Twenty two million. I yeah. Think, Cause, like cause yeah. you know, uh, Christian Walker is going to make a, a hefty increase in, in his uh, ne- final year of arbitration. He Paul deserves Sewell, it. just a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. So like, there's not a, a lot of guys making a ton of money. It's tell Marte is going to make, you know, probably have the highest deal. Yeah. So, um, they might have to get a little bit creative, but, but this influx from all these home games, I mean, four games, you know, in October is brought in a lot of money yeah, yeah. to this team. So hopefully, even if they do have to do it on the cheap, they're able to, you know, to make some kind of improvements this offseason. 
All right. Well, we got about five minutes, close to five minutes to first pitch. So let's take a look at my betting uh, odds for, or my bet for tonight. This is my same game parlay. And I am bringing it to the Phillies tonight. Uh, Talk about Sonic the Hedgehog. Uh, I am, I am hedging all of my emotions on this one. I am uh, picking Phillies to win money line. I'm taking Aaron Nola to strike out four Diamondbacks batters. I am taking Kyle Schwarber to hit a home run. Uh, threw Cattell Marte in there just because I'm no fool, and I think he's going to still extend that hitting streak. And then, of course, Merrill Kelly, uh, he has uh, a one walk because I think Merrill's at least going to walk one guy with the way that this <laughs> this formidable lineup is currently hitting. If he's a smart man, he will at least walk one. So there it goes, putting some of my bad betting juju on the Phillies, and hopefully it works to extend this series to a game seven. But here we go. Let's go watch uh, the Arizona Diamondbacks face elimination against Philadelphia Phillies and pull off a big win. I'm excited for it. I hope you guys are too. You can follow us on Twitter. I am at cap underscore caveman with a K. This maniac next to me is at Patrick D. Lyons. Damon is our dog. We are Damon's dogs. Woof, woof. Uh, you can get him at Damon Dog. That's D-A-W-G. Of course, our show is at PHNX underscore D-backs, but all roads do lead to at PHNX underscore sports on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. We appreciate you guys for stopping by. We will be back 10 minutes after the final out for our postgame show, so join us for that. And remember, kids, baseball is fun, but it is so much more fun when you force a game seven. <laughs>